Career success, no fears, no excuses. This podcast will discuss and debate professional development and job search strategies from baby boomer, millennial, and Gen Z perspectives that will help facilitate the accomplishment of your career goals. You're here with John Karras and Jessica Duplessis with Job Transitions, Inc., and today we're here to discuss career direction. Welcome to the Job Transitions Job Search Strategies podcast. My name is John Karras, and I'm president of Job Transitions, Inc. It is my honor to present this podcast with scary smart millennial Jessica Duplessis, who's been my associate with Job Transitions for over seven years. Thanks, John. I am that scary smart millennial Jessica Duplessis, and I'm thrilled to be here. The goal of this chapter is to provide some guidance that will help you establish at least enough career direction to enter the job market and provide a tool to evaluate interviews and job offers so you do not make a decision based solely on emotion. I know I've done that, getting excited about a job offer, and I don't think whether this job is truly a good fit for me. I'm just really excited that I got the offer, and I don't consider if the job meets what I'm really looking for. That is why it's important for all job seekers, whether you are a baby boomer, millennial, or even a Gen Z candidate who's looking for a part-time job or your first professional entry-level position. Remember, you are interviewing the company as much as they are interviewing you. The strategies we'll discuss today are our opinion based on working with students, clients, other job seekers, and company decision makers throughout our careers. This is not a right or wrong situation. You'll get a lot of advice from multiple sources on all job search concepts. Especially if you're talking to family members, friends, headhunters, networking on LinkedIn, it could get really confusing. You should evaluate what everyone is telling you and incorporate the strategies that make the best sense to you. Then review the results as you progress in the search and be open-minded on making adjustments. Consider it more like a visit to an art gallery rather than a mathematical equation. This is not really like 1 plus 1 equals 2 and there are no other possible correct answers. It's more like a visit to an art gallery. If Jessica and I went to an art gallery together, I might like a painting. And if he likes it, I'll probably hate it. That's a factual statement. So, this exercise should provide enough information so anyone can at least begin a search and make rational evaluations. When we first meet a student or a client, sometimes they are more worried about their resume and how well they'll do in job interviews. They're surprised to hear is my first question, don't worry about your resume. You'll enter the job market with a really good resume and you'll do fine in interviews. But what I would like to know right now is how are you going to evaluate an interviewer job offer? Evaluate an interviewer job offer? Yeah, that puzzled me too. I used to think developing my resume was the most important step, the first step. And even though that is an imperative piece, I realized I had to establish a career direction first. And knowing how I would evaluate an interviewer job offer helps accomplish that. That's a great point. Most give some variation of a pro-con approach, but is that the best way? Before you begin a search, you need to work on your dream job list. The dream job list will help establish enough direction to begin a search and set up a formal evaluation on interviews and job offers so your decision to progress in the interview process, accept a job offer, or possibly even decline a job offer is based on predetermined criteria, not letting the company representatives quote-unquote 
sell you into a job you might not like. And they will try to sell you on the job if they like you and they want to hire you. Maybe not a hard sell, but most, not all, will at least present the company an associated job in the best possible light. There are good career assessments like Career Leader and Myers-Briggs. However, they do cost money and take time to go through their process. When I was director of career services at the University of Illinois at Chicago, we actually bought subscriptions to Career Leader for MBA students that were seeking jobs. That might be worth your time to check out if you are interested in doing so. So, let's begin by identifying your dream job. Sound elementary easy to do? Think of it this way. If you were hired at a company and the first day of work, your boss gave you a piece of paper and pencil and asked you to write down, what would you like to do for us? And we'll let you do it. What would you write down? Notice they did not ask you to write down what you have the experience to do. They have just given you the opportunity to write your own job description. So, good question. What would you put on that list? Some people we work with just list two or three items, not much effort. Some say that was one of the most difficult things they've ever had to do. It is far more helpful to do a deep dive into this area, even if you're a Gen Z or young millennial who might not have a lot of job experience to draw from. When developing your dream job list, avoid listing negative items such as, I do not want to work with budgets. Well, who would? But seriously, if you don't want to work with budgets, it just simply doesn't go on the list. That's exactly right. Only concentrate on what you would like to do. Your list should cover two areas, specific day-to-day -day responsibilities and items external to the job itself that are important to you. Let's discuss a few examples. Specific day-to-day -day responsibilities, such as, I would enjoy... And I would recommend to use that word enjoy to keep you focused on the target. I would enjoy an opportunity where I work independently with little direct supervision. I would enjoy an opportunity with a finance company. I would enjoy an opportunity with a technology company where I can utilize my computer skills. Okay, great. Those are good examples. Others might say, I would enjoy an opportunity with a large or small company or enjoy an opportunity where I can implement policies and procedures, getting a little bit more advanced there, or would enjoy an opportunity where I'm involved in the hiring process and so on. Next, work on identifying things external to the job itself, but are important to you, such as number of hours you must work, location or commute time of the job, amount of travel involved in the job, specific benefits offered by the company that are important to you, and so on. There are three important strategies to consider when working on your dream job list. One, do not target a specific number of items. So, John, it doesn't matter if I have five items or 55? Yes, that's right. Just get it to the point where it's difficult to think of the next one. You need to sleep on it a little bit. Get your subconscious working on it. This is one of those things where you'll never really be done. It's always ongoing and changing. This process can help you with your short-term and long-term career planning efforts throughout your entire career. The dream job list should always be updated just like a resume. Two, create this list by yourself without feedback from anyone, even people you trust. This is an easy way out and does not require you to do the necessary soul searching. The list ends up being what they think you should be looking for. Think about it. Are you going to ask someone, what do you think I would like to do in my next job? Only you can decide that. So, John, what do you think about using job titles? 
Very good question, Jessica. Number three is avoid using job titles. Job titles do not really tell you anything. For example, when you talk with a networking contact or even a friend and you ask them, you know, what do you do? They might respond with something like, I'm a sales manager, but that's not enough. Oh, I see, because sales managers do different things depending on the company they work for or the scope of their responsibilities. That's exactly right, such as a local sales manager, where they might be responsible for hands-on management of all aspects of the sales process. Or maybe they're like the only sales manager for the company, doing everything. Perhaps a regional sales manager, responsible for certain aspects of the sales process, but delegates other functions of the position to other members of the sales team, and possibly even supervising other sales representatives. The point is, these different types of a sales manager might do different day-to-day responsibilities. To help identify items you might want to put on your dream job list, and remember, only you could decide that, go a step farther and ask them to focus on what they actually do on a day-to-day basis, such as develop the strategic plan, final decision maker on budgets, conduct performance evaluations with employees, responsible for developing policies and procedures, responsible for scheduling work hours for employees. These day-to-day responsibilities could lead to other possible job titles besides sales manager, such as maybe customer service manager, or even a human resource representative, or something along those lines. So, what have you accomplished? You've established a preliminary evaluation, which was completed before the interview took place or job offer was made. How are you going to evaluate an interview or job offer? Well, how well does it stack up when compared to your dream job list? That is different than a pro and con approach. And... Two, if you need some career direction, you've set enough direction towards possible target areas based on day-to-day responsibilities to at least move to the next step in the process. For example, your direction at this point could be as simple as, I am looking for a position where I can utilize my computer skills, work independently, and work within 10 miles of my home. Or, it could be a bit more complex than that, with many variables listed. Keep in mind, you probably will not hit 100% of your dream job list. For example, some clients we have worked with tell us that a job offer with the company only matched 3 out of 10 items on their dream job list, but they still wanted to accept the job offer. When we point out that the company and associated job offer only matched 3 out of 10 items, the client might respond with something like, well, that's true. But the three items it does match are the most important three items to me and my family. Okay, that's your decision. Might be a good decision, but at least the possible red flags were identified. So, set aside some time where you can focus and work through your dream job list. And once you've developed a firm list, you may think now it's time to work on that resume. Well, not quite yet. I would like to relate a personal story about my career where I was hired based on another very important factor to consider, the likability and interest factor, which we will discuss in the next chapter. Until then... This is John Karras. And this is Jessica Duplessis with Job Transitions, Inc. Thank you for joining us for a free resume review and initial consultation. Visit us at www.jobtransitions.net.